Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast. Um, we are having to start with a, a, a little bit of a discussion that we want to go through and uh, talk about um, some of the things that have happened recently. So, um, unfortunately, Aaron Newworth was unable to join us tonight, and uh, Jim may join us later. So they recorded a little bit of a, their statements, and I'm going to go ahead and play that, and then... Uh, you have me, you have Russ, you have Brad from the network, and Daryl, and we're going to throw in our two cents, and then we'll get started with the actual episode. So, um, here's Aaron and Jim. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast. Um, this is not your usual episode of said podcast at all. Um, if there's uh, one thing I've learned in my uh, several years spinning on this planet, it's that there are times when you just don't know what to say. Or just sometimes when words fail to encompass all that you're feeling and all that you're dealing with. Um, if uh, you haven't already seen uh, or haven't uh, don't know what's been going on with the group lately, uh, Craig, who uh, has been hosting now for a few seasons and uh, editing the show, it turns out had uh, some rather... Uh, Unsavory, unsavory proclivities uh, <laughs> on the side. Uh, if you want to look it up, you can. Um, there, there are links uh, all over you can act. But uh, he was uh, basically uh, charged with some really heinous crimes. Um, and there seems to be quite a bit of evidence to back that up. And it just, uh, again, there are just times in life when you don't, you don't really know what to say. I'm here with Aaron Newworth um, to kind of I don't know, I, I don't even want to say make sense of it, because it's not really fitting, but at least try to wrap my head around it a little bit and kind of explain to the audience what's going to be going on and, and what, what uh, we're dealing with and stuff. Um, yeah, we uh, we very much wanted to be like a part of the main episode, but just coordinating between all of us to have to address things that are frankly disgusting and very shocking to learn about we're just we just we're just trying to do the best we can to kind of get this out up front because we want to keep continuing on with this podcast but we also need to make you know the listeners aware that hey this is a scenario that we certainly couldn't predict but it's also a a very bad one that we want to take not not necessarily responsibility for but certainly you know be up front and say hey this is what happened and the rest of us are all here to make you aware that this is something where we very much do not have any kind of part in whatsoever and want to make it clear that he is that Craig is no longer a part of this podcast. This well, is, we, to say is, the least, is, yeah. We, uh, yeah, to say we, the least, yeah. We've excised him from, from the uh, network. We've uh, He's no longer a part of this podcast or the, uh, the other podcast he's hosting. The Great Council has been, uh, to quote Ripley from Aliens, nuked from space. Uh, <laughs> I um, I know I, you know humor doesn't really encapsulate the gravity of the situation, but it's one of the only ways I can deal with it. Obviously, we had no knowledge of this behavior at all, uh, and 120 percent do not condone any kind of behavior like that. I mean, I'm a father myself, you know, and uh, the, just the thought of what he's been accused of kind of makes me physically ill. Um, just, uh, but just wanted to let. I mean, we had the. The podcast and the network were here before Craig, and we're going to be here after Craig. And uh, again, I'm 
I appreciate uh, all the words, all the words of encouragement and support we've gotten from some of our fans. Really appreciate that a lot. It's been a very mind blowing is is an understatement uh, time for all of us. Um, uh, obviously, like I said, we had no idea this was going on. We had no idea of these kind of uh, things uh, at all. And you know, of course, we we in no way you know uh, uh, engender or, or or tolerate that kind of behavior. Uh, Again, we're four square against that 120%. Um, so yeah, Craig, Craig is I, no longer a part of the podcast or the network. Uh, we're debating now as to whether or not to erase the episodes that he hosted. That's still on the table. Um, at, at one point, it's like, yes, we want to kind of excise him from the site. But on the other hand, you know, that's a lot of work that the rest of us have done, too, over the years. I mean, the podcast has been around now for eight years something like that seven or eight years and I, as long as long as the show's been going so right, yeah exactly it started when the show did so um like i said we, we were here before craig we'll be here after craig uh i i'm greatly appreciative of all of you like i said with the support and the, and the, the kind words uh that you sent our way uh this has been a tough time for all of us to kind of process this uh and kind of scrambling to uh get it you know fix things uh that are left broken with this departure so yeah, you, you guys know that I am one that happens that loves to talk a lot, and I'm frankly at a loss for words, which is why I'm just I just don't have them. Is yeah. everything I, you know of all the terrible things, is, particularly I've gone through this year. This is like just out of left field, and it's awful. So we I just I wanted to make sure that you know we, Jim and I we were able to get our you know our voices in here during this kind of debut week of the new or the you know the second half of Fear the Walking Dead as we kind of figure out how we're gonna keep moving forward and hope you know hopefully much for much for the better um yeah but yeah that's... but uh, right now we're going to be having a rotating uh, uh hosts every week somebody else will be hosting and doing the recaps um we're, we're still going to be taking your busters and your tobies we're still going to be covering every episode we'll still come with you with the zombie news i know aaron and i will probably be playing the i know the new chapter of the walking dead telltale game just dropped today so mm-hmm. probably be playing that reviewing that very soon um, Halloween, of course, is coming up. So, um, I mean, we're still going to be here. We're still going to be casting. But, uh, um, like I said, there's just some things in life that there really are no good words for. And this is definitely one of them. I'm, I'm with Aaron. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I'm, I'm thunderstruck by this. Um, I had no way of knowing. It just came totally out of left field. Uh, but we appreciate your support and we appreciate your listenership. And, uh, well, thank you again. Again, I cannot say how much that meant to me to see the, the people. You know, the, the hardcore fans of the podcast, uh, you know, giving us those words of encouragement and understanding because it's been a, a rough time for us to deal with. It, it's funny, you know, I've never, I never met Craig in person, you know, and I don't think you did either, right, Aaron? No. No, you, we never met him in person. Um, uh, we only, you know, the only time we ever uh, communicated was through the podcast and the only time thing we ever really talked about was Walking Dead, you know, everyone, and he would talk about cars sometimes because that was his thing. But yeah. um, as far as, you know, but, you know, no clue whatsoever, obviously, that this was going down or happening in any way. And, you know, we can't we can't allow him to be part of this endeavor uh, anymore. So, again, uh, thank you to all the listeners who are sticking with us. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, this is this will just be the closing of a very unpleasant chapter uh, of, of the podcast as we move on to the next season. Exactly. That's the best way we can really kind of think of it at this point. Okay. 
Well, I, I pretty much said everything I was going to say. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good too. Again, again, you know, there's, there, there are just some situations you can't say. There are no right words for, and this is definitely one of them. But again, thank you for your support. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your understanding. And uh, again, we're just going to move forward from this best we can. So uh, that was uh, Jim and Aaron. Um, before we go any further, I just want to state that uh, the that we have that it's alleged crimes at this point in this country. People are innocent until proven guilty. However, there's enough that has been said and and seen that uh, we have terminated all contact with him, as Jim had stated. So um, that's not the kind of community we want to have in HHWLOD and um, you know we're a team of creators serving loyal fans you know we support you guys you guys support us and just note that you know we keep planning on putting out content uh, maintaining our community uh, and our community standard of uh, friendship and fun so you know we're all about you know peace and love and making sure that uh, everyone's having a good time but uh so we're we will no longer you know be dealing with him going forward so um russ brad daryl yeah i mean i I don't i don't have a whole lot to add i mean i think i think jim uh jim and aaron kind of kind of summed it up but i think the main thing is we just wanted everybody that listens to this podcast and podcast and has been listening for a long time to just uh you know, understand. And, you know, we felt like this is something we needed to address head on and not something that we needed to just like, uh, erase and pretend didn't happen. I don't, I don't think that's uh, fair to you all. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we didn't want people to find out about uh, the things that are happening and then think, well, you know, Hey, they didn't address this. What, you know, what does that mean? Um, so I think, I think we just wanted to, you know, all of us come on and, uh, as a unified front, just uh, just just say how how sad, how disappointed, how yeah. um, f- angry and frustrated we are that you know that this was that that this apparently was going on, and um, you know several of us are are parents on this podcast, grandparents uh, in my case as well, and uh, it's it's really tough. Um, and I know I know you know the the Jim and Daryl talked about or Jim and um, Aaron talked about. Uh, you know, not not having met. I hadn't met Craig in person. I know Daryl, you had. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the things that when this all happened, I was like, oh geez, you know, Daryl's actually interacted with him personally. So it, it's I, I know there's got to be a level to that that the rest of us, um, you know, don't have don't have. So yeah, I, there were two Comic Cons that he because uh, uh, he did the car thing uh, that I saw him at two New York Comic Cons uh, when I met him uh, briefly uh, the two times um, and yeah it it uh, to be honest it shook us I mean it really did I we, we just started doing the the great council uh, podcast mm-hmm. and it, I, it, we just could not continue doing that you know um, that was something that was we had just started and it just didn't feel right to continue to do that podcast right now. I mean, and I'm sorry to all the listeners that uh, were enjoying the podcast and, and I, I know it's, 
It might feel unfair to some that we're not going to, you know, continue to do it. Uh, but just at this juncture, it just, the point of doing it is that we, we were, we just enjoyed doing this podcast together, Walking Dead so much that we just wanted to continue to kind of do something else uh, together as well. And uh, it just didn't feel right to do it. And it was just starting and it was just something felt like if we do ever do it again, it will have to be something totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, talking about Babylon 5 it would have to be something totally uh, a new name and all of that uh, if we ever go down that road again. Uh, maybe we will, but in, in this right now, it just does not, it just doesn't feel like a, 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 the right thing to do. Um, and what's different from that is for Walking Dead, Craig didn't build this. This was built already, you know, and this was a great podcast before he came into it. Um, and it, and it, uh, and it should continue. And it, and in so many great listeners on this podcast and I'm, you know, fortunate that I was asked to be on and I, I really appreciate that. And, um, I'm still glad to be a part of the show. Um, and, uh, I don't want, uh, things like this, someone else, you know, is alleged to have done it. You just don't want that to destroy, um, what's been built here, uh, the family that's been built here, um, and and it and I'm glad that it will continue uh, to keep going. So Brad, um, as you, as, as some of you know, Brad Milo, he uh, was the original. He was the HHW in the HHW LOD and and a, and an, uh, a founding member of this podcast. And so when. When these these things came up, I, I called Brad personally and kind of let him know what was up, and uh, he wanted to be a part of this conversation as well as uh, as somebody that's been around from the beginning um, and and involved in it. So I absolutely said he should be. So so Brad is here as well. Yeah, well, thank you uh, for letting me be a part of this. I haven't been on the Walking Dead podcast in quite a long time, uh, but I did like Daryl uh, said. I I was one of the people that helped build it from the ground up. And uh, I also helped build the network from the ground up. Like Russ said, Half Hour Wasted was the first show on the network. And uh, that was my show, along with Frank and Bill. But also, like Daryl said, you know, this network has become a, a family. And even though I'm not on the Walking Dead podcast anymore... Um, I still consider myself an honorary member of it. I'm certainly an honorary, not honorary, I'm certainly a a member in long time standing of the network. And so I feel like I have a say in this, but like Russ said, there's not much more I can add to what Jim and Aaron and, and the rest of you guys have already said. Um, I'm just as disappointed as everybody. And, you know, I didn't interact a lot with Craig, but when I did, he was pleasant. There was nothing about him that bothered me. Um, It's just a shame that this is happening. But I think it is important for this thing that is our baby mostly y'all's baby, this Walking Dead podcast, it needs to continue. 
Russ, when he called me, we talked a little bit about, well, maybe we should scour the website and remove Craig's name from it, uh, from any of the episode descriptions. And then I said, well, gosh, and one of you guys already mentioned it, maybe we should remove all the episodes that he was ever a part of. But like you said, we all put a lot of work. You guys especially put a lot of work into those episodes. So my suggestion to Russ, and you know, I haven't, maybe Russ has passed it on to you guys, but maybe we should ask the listeners what they think we ought to do. Um, yeah. sh- should we remove all of those episodes from the website? Um, the, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong way to do this, but I would say as us as hosts and creators of the show and the network, we definitely have a say, but I honestly believe that our listeners have a say as well mm-hmm. because they've invested just as much time in this as we have. So having said that, Russ, do you guys still have a Walking Dead specific email address? Uh, yeah, we do. We do. It's the WDTV at HHWLOD.com. Um, and all of us are, are copied on that. So when you send it in, uh, just like you would for Buster ratings or anything else, um, you know, if you have any uh, thoughts or questions or concerns or uh, whatever, I encourage you to drop us a line and, and let us know. Um, you know, again, some of you may be like, why are we being so vague um, about, what, about the specifics? Uh, I think from my perspective... Uh, I, I just I don't even want to I don't even want to bring it up and talk about it like uh, like the words come out of my mouth. Um, right when I, they I, if I they think, search it out on their own, Russell, yeah, and when they when they out. find out, yeah, they will understand why we're being so vague about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's 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 not it's not uh, difficult to find. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. You know one one of the things that I did when I first was alerted to this in general was corroborate this across multiple news sources. So this isn't something that was just reported on some random website somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, this was reported across several yes. reputable news organizations. Yeah. So uh, I feel that we've done our due diligence and uh, and these these are extremely credible uh, and uh, credible accusations. So like I said, uh, you know you could you could find all that on your own. I don't think you need to to, to for us to come out and uh, elaborate on the specifics of the matter in question. I don't think the um, the topic is appropriate for everybody. No, um, true. Mm. You know, so as the adults who listen to this show, uh, it's your responsibility to decide whether or not you talk about this with anybody that you care about, anybody that you love. So. Uh, I would also encourage you to use that email address to discuss this with us. Um, Facebook is a a social thing, obviously, but let's keep, my desire would be, let's keep Facebook positive and let's keep it for discussions about the episodes and what you like and what you don't like. Let's keep the rest of it in an email. I think, that's that's the way I feel about it. And if you guys, as the regular hosts of the show, 
feel otherwise, then that's your prerogative. This is y'all's show. Yes, I have a a connection to it, but it's y'all's show. No, and, I, I I agree on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't want my preference would also be not to have the Facebook group bogged down with this. Uh, exactly. Discussion. Well, and uh, actually, know. this is like once we're done with this discussion, I don't ever want to talk about it again. So. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, Richard, that is the best way to handle this. Yeah. We've addressed it publicly to the listeners, and if they feel the need to respond to us, you know, let us know how you feel about. You know, yeah. removing old episodes or whatever, then we will listen. We will read those emails, but this is not something that, this is not a dead horse that needs to be beat on for you know from this point on. Yep. Is that the phrase? Did I use the phrase right? Yep. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. 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 Um, having said all this, I'm going to bow out because I actually haven't watched Fear the Walking Dead since season one. You so get back into it, sir. It actually got good this season. Well, you know, I may end up having to do that because, and this is a whole nother discussion for a different show, but I was extremely disappointed with season eight of the walking dead. As were we it all. was, it was a low point for me. And the only reason I'm going to continue with season nine is to see how Maggie and Rick leave. That and to see if how they, this new showrunner does too. So, well, you know what? I was before I even knew Maggie and Rick were leaving. I was excited about the showrunner stuff. Yeah, a little bit, but I've just I've lost my enthusiasm. If they were staying, more than likely I wouldn't be watching season nine. But since I know they're leaving, curiosity has gotten the best of me. I want to see how they deal with it. Yeah. So, anyways, like I said, that's a different uh, show, and you guys aren't here to talk about that. But, again, I appreciate you guys letting me uh, come on to uh, to talk about this. Um, Russ said something about never meeting Craig. Uh, the only one of you guys in this whole podcast, Walking Dead podcast, that I've ever met in person is Russell. And me. Having said and Rich. That's right, Richard. Of course, we had dinner. <laughs> we used to, I used to live down there near you, so. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Yep. You and me and Frank and June Bomb Kim had uh, yep. had dinner on more than more than one occasion. Yep. So, um, I consider all of you guys friends, um, and I consider the listeners friends. And we are we wouldn't be here. The network wouldn't be here without the listeners. So, you guys, let us know how you feel about this. Having said that, I will bid you do. Have a good recording, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, sir. All right. So with that, we'll just go ahead and, and just, do you guys have anything else to add? No. No, I think, no. you All know, right. like I said, I think we've we've kind of covered covered that as much as we either should or want to. Um, and I think as, as difficult as, as it is to kind of switch gears into something positive after, you know, being such a downer, um, I, I think it's probably the best thing to do. So. All right, well, let's go ahead and get on with the episode.
here, the Walking Dead TV podcast. Um, we are on episode, what is this now? Oh, 234 of the podcast. 234. Uh, 234. Um, I am Chub Toad, or Richard, uh, your host for the for this episode. And uh, with me is the great, the one, the only, Daryl Taylor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, sir. Thank, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> this episode was taped before a live studio. Um... <laughs> yeah, they, we did make some changes. We did. We had, now we're taping live. And and as you can hear, that is Mr. Russell Latham. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Fear the Walking Dead is back from its mid-season hiatus um, with yeah, episode yeah. nine of the fourth season. People like us. Um, People like us was directed by Magnus Martins and written by Anna Fishko. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying people liked us. As in they like no they do like us. well people do like us they're glad we're it, back it, it yeah both ways. but it's also oh, the okay. name of the episode oh, episode nine of the season four yeah, yeah yeah I believe that's called a double entendre oh. I think it is that's all the French I know <laughs> yeah that's it that's all I can do <laughs> that and, uh, and the other stuff I can do I can't say it on the podcast well yeah you know it, yes, yes and the or whatever it is. Uh, you yeah. might be cursing right now. We don't know. So stop. <laughs> we don't know what you're saying right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Well, before we do that, you know, what, any general thoughts about this one? Uh, I felt, felt like a general welcome back. This is a new status quo for our characters. Because a lot, I mean, you know, the show did go through a lot of changes in just a short amount of episodes, right? Yeah. Um, just felt like this is them trying to transitioning these characters into a new world. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It, it's kind of like they suddenly had to do a quick course correction, and the ship is going back and forth, and now they're kind of leveling everything out and putting it. And in I the want gear you to get used to here. it. Almost felt like they wanted us, the the you know the people that have been watching it from the beginning to to uh, of the of the show to kind of. We're not just throwing it away that, you know, we, we know we changed. We, we you know, gotten rid of uh, a lot of the cast or they're gone either way. Um, and it felt like they were just saying, you know, we don't want to be disrespectful and pretend like it didn't, you know, that this hasn't happened. So we'll just we're, we're getting the characters together. It's almost like they're going through it, too, like with all these people leaving and, and be, you know, and it's almost like we're. We're letting them go through their own kind of, right? Uh, 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 you know, cathartic kind of uh, thing going on right now. So, yep. yeah, I like. I thought. I, I thought it was a good. I like that there was a. We'll talk about it obviously when we get into the meat of it. But mm. there was a bit of a time jump, so I, I yeah. thought that was that was yeah. nice to not just kind of pick it up right where it left off, but give us a little bit of time to see. Uh, how everybody's kind of adjusting, um, or not, uh, and I, I like that they're 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 slowly dialing back the crazy on Morgan. He's kind of going back into, um, you know, non-crazy Morgan mode, which I think is yeah, good. yeah, his humanity starting to turn it back on. Yeah, it's but almost I thought... like he turns it off when he when he 
went too much, went yeah. too hard. I yeah. thought we were fixing to get another crossover coming up soon or something. I'm like, wait a minute, he's going back to Alexandria, but well, I'm sure that that they they didn't yeah. that didn't fall on them. They knew kind of knew like it'd be kind of cool to throw that in there. That yeah, you know, maybe maybe part of his thing is he's going to you know try to get back to the group and and he won't be able to because of things happening. Well, yeah, because what's interesting is like if he he goes back in Fear's timeline with. Uh, season nine of the parent show doing a, a time jump, you know, it, they'd have to go back to how it was, you know, before the time jump. And, you know, if, if Lincoln and all that's leaving in season nine and whatnot, then they were probably won't be available to film something for a crossover like that. So I'm like, there's no way that they're probably going to do that. It's not just right a kind of like a not, tease not. thing. But at first I was like, wait, right. what? <laughs> That doesn't yeah. mean it can't happen this season, though. Yeah. But I mean, just not right now. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So, the episode opens up. A powerful storm tearing through the woods, blowing away the walkers, which was very cool, by the way. Oh, Zombie yeah. NATO. Zombie. That yeah. was the first thing I thought. Zombie NATO. I want that movie. Yes, I, I, I movie. me too. And it, and it has to have Ian Ziering. Sorry, you got to have Ian Ziering. But uh, I, I no, not not again. Oh, he's got to be in all the NATO movies. <laughs> you sure about that? Hey, <laughs> you sure about hey, that? Hey, I mean, what? where else are you going to see somebody get eaten by a shark and rip themselves out of it with a chainsaw? That's awesome, and that's Ian Ziering. Well, if. Ash versus Evil Dead was still happening. That would have, I would say that. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> so, but while the storm is going, Al's SWAT truck is sitting there unmoved because it weighs a billion pounds. Um, Darn and, though, she made some changes. Yeah. Uh, we get kind of a little flashback of, you know, uh, this is uh, Morgan killing the walkers, the radio out he radios Althea, all of that stuff, saying he's heading back to Virginia and whatnot. Um, and then uh, later he tells John and June his plans and suggests they all join him. Uh, but John claims he wants to take everyone to his cabin when he's feeling better. And Morgan says he's already made up his mind and is leaving tomorrow. Um, yeah, I... I, I I, I don't know. I was thinking during that conversation he was having with John as far as uh, does anybody really have roots laid down anymore? I mean, I get that he that was his cabin and he's familiar with it and whatnot. But I mean, I kind of like what Strand and them did this episode and they've basically moved into this mansion <laughs> and whatnot. I mean, well, that's I would, a Strand thing to do. Well, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying is is anything you know cabins aren't exactly the most sturdiest of structures and if you got overrun by dead or overrun by the living that um, right. aren't very nice um yeah it's not good protection I, I so i don't know it's just it's odd to me that that he would want to go back there when there's probably much better places that you can go and hunker down and well i think it's more? i think it's I think it's more symbolic, right? Like, yeah. he was the happiest he'd been in his life, or at least for a very long time, in that cabin with her, 
and now he thinks, okay, if he could bring Charlie in, they could kind of actually take it another mm-hmm. step further and, and have an actual family. So I, I think it's right. it's more the sentimental than it is him thinking, you know, realistically and logistically how that's all going to work out. And it might be a little bit of fear, too, because their relationship is not really solidified right. Right. Yeah. Well, she's still, you see that more still, on her side of it, for sure, yeah. Well, you see him, he still looks at her as if she's going to run away at any moment. Like, yeah. You know, like, she, and even in her aunt, like, when they're talking to him, it, it, it feels like it's like they had broken up and then they just recently got back together. But it's almost like you're always waiting for the shoe to drop for her to break right. up with you again. Um, so it's almost like they're not really being, uh, it feels like they're on tippy toes with each other. That's the, and, and I'm getting that because of the acting, right? It's not like they're not even saying it, but right. it's just that. But it's just that way that they've been acting with each other. Like, they're being really careful with each other. Um, And I think it's almost like the fear of him going, I don't know. Like, if we go to this community, would she want to run again? Or would this, you know, maybe we would drift apart if we were... Yeah, that's a good point. ...in a a, a community. I I think that I saw a little bit of fear in in his reaction as well. Yeah, yeah, good point. So... So then, uh, speaking of Strand and his mansion, Morgan visits him at the mansion, invites him and Luciana to accompany him back to Virginia. Um, they say in their that their apocalypse road days are over. <laughs> well, they're in a they're in a state of haze right now. They just right. been drinking oh. and do whatever. Uh, even one of the first scene, the show that Strand's been. Uh, kind of off his game and drinking a lot is that uh, when the when one of the walkers are coming up towards Morgan, uh, he tries to shoot it in the head but can't. He keeps missing. Right. Um, and and while he's shooting him in the back and stuff, and Morgan has to kind of take him out because it. And he's looking at them. He's kind of had that look of them. Too. It's it's like they're just been. Um, you can tell they just been inebriated like for days. Right. Well, and and that I was like, cool. They found an intact wine cellar, and it's got all that in it and everything else. And then as you're looking around this mansion, there's this giant wall of shelves full of albums, and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's nice too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it, very interesting. They had all those solar panels out in the front and and whatnot. That was kind of cool. So. All right. Yeah. You know, you can't play digital. In the apocalypse, so I guess. Yeah. Having physical copies of music is kind of helpful. Well, not to mention it sounds better on vinyl, so. Oh, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Brad? Where's he at? He backed me up. Yes, that. yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, so Morgan asks Alicia uh, if she, uh, why she's been living, or it's revealed that she's been living outside the house, and he, when he asks about Alicia. Yeah, and he's then, become parental with her, right? Yeah. That? yeah. Well, she's been, I mean, it was very obvious all the interactions where he was a part of or or near in the first half of the season around her. You could just see that he had that, the mentality. He knew, He's been there where she's at. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's a younger person, too. So, you know her mind's more fragile in a way at, at and he her thinks age he failed her brother too yeah so i mean so he knows and um 
I think that that's a lot of it there. Because no matter what, no matter if you go back to Clear when he was truly insane for a bit, or when he got violent, you know, in in the past couple of seasons when all that reared up and everything else. Even then, and any of the other times from the beginning of the show, you can tell that he is a good guy. He is a a well-adjusted good person, um, but he has gone through every area of the emotional spectrum since the beginning of the zombie apocalypse, and some of it's been to his detriment, and some of it has not, but he's learned from it, and I think that that's what he's wanting to mentor her through her tough times and then hopefully she comes out the other side a little more intact mentally than he did at times so um so morgan investigates goes out and uh, to the the house near the garden and finds a bunch of ominous notes that read help um so he finally locates her she's over the by one of the gates to the property and has her little makeshift um, stabby exhausting. I don't know what else to call that. Uh, and she's killing walkers and he's asking her about the notes. And so she says she didn't write them, uh, but she was finding walkers with these notes tacked to them. So Morgan she also... still has that the barrel of that that gun that she sharpened yeah, down. Which I that's think is what yeah, that's what it was. I it's couldn't cool remember if it, what it was, an exhaust or what it was, but yeah, so. Um, I think it was the, the barrel of a, like the, the cooling, you know, yeah, like on the, that, mm-hmm. the, on long, the barrel yeah. of the, of the oh, right. yeah. machine gun like that, they have the vented so it cools. Yeah. And it's something that always seems to be the case that someone, you hold on to something when they, when there's a story about a post-apocalyptic anything, any, any world, you have characters that will hold on to some type of uh, weapon or whatever, or sentimental, you know, physical thing, almost like a, a crutch or a, yeah, you know, yeah. to get through it. Yeah. And then he, of course, asks her if she would like to go back to Virginia with him, and uh, you know, she says no. She's going to help who's ever writing these notes. Um. And it was kind of at this point that I was like, okay, this is probably just a plot device. He's not really going to end up going back at any point um, because everybody's saying no. And then like you were saying, Daryl, he's kind of getting protective of Alicia in a way. And I don't think he he wants to leave her right now. So, Um, But then uh, back at the bus, June asks John about returning to his cabin while outside um, Althea saves Charlie from a river walker. Um, Now this was very interesting. Uh, I think she was actually ready to die. Um, She was nothing but quiet, um, moving slowly. And I'm like, what are you doing girl? Move, run. And she, and then I thought, she she has a death wish. Yeah. I I, I figured that that would be her part of her arc when they came back would be, you know, like she feels guilty. Like she feels guilty. She murdered somebody. First of all, she murdered somebody who was trying to be kind to her. And then, um, she also betrayed other groups as well. I mean, she's really starting to think about it. It might be hitting her now, um, what she's doing, Yeah, you know, and, and that's a lot for, for a kid to live with. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of guilt there, you know. She's really starting to just irritate me. Like, that whole character yeah. just really bugs yeah. me. I don't know what it is. I'm with but... you. Because she's going down a similar road that on The Walking Dead, um, the girl that was... Uh, Lizzie? Was, her her name? Name? was it Lizzie? Yeah. No. The one that's there now, the only the only teenage girl that's alive. Oh, there her. Now. Um, um, not Eve. Um, What's her name? Um, it's not Ava. Not even the Carl, Carl's dead? girlfriend. Yeah, Carl's Enid. Uh, oh, Enid. Like, Enid. 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 That's yeah. what I couldn't think of. She's going down the same kind of. They writing her in the same kind of way. You know, like even with her, like even part of her saying that you know, even that death wish she has, she's putting other people in danger. Like still, it's like even though she feels bad and she, you know, is trying to, you know, pretty pretty much she's probably trying to die, right? In a way. Or, or she thinks she wants. That's the thing, right? She thinks when people are suicidal like that, you re- nine times out of ten they really don't want to die. Um, but they're just you know like crying out for some type of, of help. Um, but it all comes out in the same. But when you're in the, in a world like this, mm-hmm. it's almost like you don't have time. We don't have time to be worried about you doing this stuff because. Day after day, we have to worry about survival, right? We have to worry about you. You, you become a liability, kind of, um, which could be a pain in the behind a lot of times. And so the so like those characters become kind of annoying um, when they do that. Yeah, yeah. I just my, my whole thing with with Charlie is just the whole motivation. Like to me, they've still never really given a good motivation for why she shot Nick and yeah, this this yeah. whole follow up just I don't know the whole thing just just annoys me I, I wish they would either move on with her and mm-hmm. just get past it and you know just do something with her character or just just get right her off the show I mean to me it's just like I don't I just don't want to see this quote damaged little girl uh, for episode after episode after episode yeah. I just think it'll get yeah. old I'm fine with it as long as like it's once in a blue moon or something as far as her dealing with her own sins if if you will but I don't mind the character so much I'm just tired of I'm just tired of what you mentioned Russ is like we need to understand what her motives are Um, why did she shoot Nick I mean it's implied he just killed her friend but but they they never never really went into it exactly um Although I, I, I have that, a feeling they're leading to that with Luciana. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. Well, not even just Luciana. I think she, they're going to have a thing with that because they're by four. I think if Jean is to force these characters to have to be together. Yep. That and in any other circumstance, they would not. I think, I think her conversation needs to be with uh, Nick's sister because yeah. she's going to ask a certain kind of questions that probably we would ask. Uh, more than anything else, um, right? I think Luciana is going to be a little bit more nicer about it, but I think I, I think I would like to see that uh, conversation between between uh, yeah. her and Nick and and uh, and trying to figure out why she did it and what was the motivation and what, what was the motivation of just doing this whole thing with the group in the first like the different groups like how how long have you been doing this you know like how right. what's been the you know, I, why are you still continuing to do this even though groups have befriended you? 
Well, uh, she probably, you know, ended up orphaned somehow or stranded somewhere. They found oh, her, and then oh, just I'm to sure. survive, I'm, she I'm went sure. along with things, and then they, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, yeah. just kind of conditioned her over time to be that way. So I kind of understand both aspects of that. It's just it would be nice for them to confirm that in a way, especially the whole shooting Nick thing. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, is every one of these people, you know, needs to take a step back. It's hard because Nick was your your relative or your lover or whatever. Um, but how many people have you killed since the zombie apocalypse started that you regret? You know, it happens. Um, every, you know, the world is now worse than the Wild West. I mean, there are really no rules and, you know, things happen. Well, I think that's the, I think that's what we got this episode, right? Yeah. Is that they don't know what to do. There is no right. sense of community. They don't have sense of community like in Walking Dead. Like you always have that, that strong group uh, to kind of fall back on. They don't have any of that. And none of them, I don't think, uh, really want to kill a kid. That's probably why Morgan wanted to go back to Alexandria. He needed to get Carol, the ki- the child killer, to come kill this kid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. All right. So um, a scene that I enjoyed came up. Uh, Luciana is in the mansion in, I guess, the main front room or living room, whatever you want to call it, um, listening to a record at high volume as a walker shuffles in behind her. And this whole scene made me think of um, the Stan Lee cameo where he's the librarian with the headphones on and all the actions going on. He has no idea behind him because uh, Strand walks in, sees this walker, fights with it the whole time luciana's back is to him and he and she's just jamming along it's very a comedic scene yeah it was a very comedic scene. i i think so there's a couple things one i was like okay there's no way this scene would have worked better rich like you were saying if she had headphones on yeah because i was like there's no way that music is loud enough that that she's not, not gonna, gonna hear, hear nothing. a bottle being broken and like right like I think they should have had the headphones on her, and I think they should have extended that scene out. And I think yeah. it would have worked a lot better, especially because yeah. Strand is drunk. So seeing him fumble with that walker for a, for a longer period of time because he's so he's so hammered, yeah, um, and her just kind of like zenning out with headphones, I think that scene would have worked a whole lot better than because it, it was a lot of the stuff with Strand was just so quick and in the background, yeah. And, I don't. I don't know. To, to me, it didn't work as well. It didn't work as well as it could have. That that scene could have come off as being as been really, really uh, funny and awesome. And it just seems like they just kind of half-assed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I still almost, enjoyed it. So. My mind almost put headphones on her. Like I had yes. to really think about yes. it. Like she's wearing headphones, right? And I'm looking. I'm like, no, she's not. Why would she not know this? Or at least make it that she's been doing some other stuff. You know what I mean? Like they've been smoking mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. Uh, some other things, to, and that's kind of impaired. Because just being drunk, you will go, you'll come out of that with all that noise. You're not going to stay, not for wine. I'm, I at least, or am I, or am I telling on myself that I'm that I've drank that much? No judgment um, here, man. Uh, but 
I mean, you would, but your reaction time would be a little bit better with just alcohol. You hear a loud noise, you're going to react to that. It's different if you're, you know, you're on, uh, maybe she was smoking some marijuana or something like that, or, or, and they didn't want to put the headphones on for that, you know, like, just whatever reason, they just wanted the music to be playing. But they could have still, yeah, you're right, they still could have still cut it with, we're hearing it from her point of view as opposed to hearing it in the whole house. Yeah. Right, right. Um, they didn't have to do it that way, but I, you know, whatever they did, they did it the way they did it, but you're right. It, 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 it did kind of, it did make you question, like you don't hear any of that and it's right behind you. Right. So it was a little weird. I don't know. I enjoyed the scene. I mean, I, I thought it the same thing. Funny. Yeah. I it thought the same thing, funny. like what Russ was saying, but I just kind of chalked it up to just leave it be and enjoy because i just thought i mean immediately that stanley scene jumps into my head so i love yeah that. i thought of it yeah the same thing from <laughs> amazing spider-man yeah yep. um so back to the bridge june advises charlie to think about what happened with the walker and then leaves with al uh to figure out why walkers are washing up um so and it, it was interesting um just the one-sidedness of the conversation with Charlie and I don't know, it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Russ, as far as, you know, let figure out a way to deal with this and let's move on. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing we mentioned earlier about when John was talking to, uh, to June about the cabin, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny when she's like, well, do you think it's still going to be there? And he's like, well, I, I locked the door. <laughs> I, I, yeah. That made me laugh. I just, it, just, it did. It, it was so funny because he's just like deadpan. Just like, well, I, I love that character. That he, that, oh, Dylan. He's Hunt's almost so childlike. Yeah. He could, yeah. The way yeah. He exactly. Yeah. Um, and then while that's going on, Alicia tells Morgan that uh, she has a lead on where the note writer could be staying. Um, the notes have started being tacked to zombies with uh, nails that had these initials on them, and she knew that that was a local like hardware store or something like that, lumber mill. I don't remember exactly, but um, um, so she says she's going to go and uh, rescue this person. So. Um, I kind I kind of get where this is coming from as far as why she's behaving this way. She's basically keeping herself busy and filling her mind with this person that's in distress. So she's not thinking about Nick. She's not thinking about Madison. She's not thinking about not sure what they're going to do next. You know, all she's thinking about is I got to save this person, and that just helps her shut out all the other stuff that she should be dealing with. Yeah, and she's trying to be the. I will get to it later, but she's trying to be the person her mom was. You know, to yeah. try and yeah. do some good and do the right thing, and uh, and realize that you know there, there there's probably some st- still some good people out there, and that not everybody is evil. Right. Well, and then coming up, uh, that goes even further to prove that because um, June and Al discover a box on the side of the road that reads "Take what you need, leave what you don't." Right. Um, and see you further up the road. And, you know, that's kind of cool because I would hope that for the most part in, in the survivors that are in the different pockets around the country and the world, that most people would try to find a sense of community and coming together and all that. And, you know, and this kind of reminds me of those little libraries that they have, like they turn the old phone booths in, in England into, you know, people just go. Have you and, been on the Internet? Yeah. yeah. 
What? <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Because I thought trap. Every trap. day on the internet, it just destroys my faith in humanity. Yeah, yeah, if think... the apocalypse ever happened, we'd all, we'd all actually know. come together. I'm with I, you, but I think I hope also... That, I, I, I hope and pray that I'm wrong. I'm in front of the murder shed saying, don't come near my <laughs> land. I don't expect anybody <laughs> to be good. I think they're all going to be crazy and everybody's going to go for self. Yeah, I well, hope I'm wrong. You're probably but... right, but I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> so... <laughs> As you should, as you should, as you, should. As you, should. you know, you um, because also a lot of the, the vitriol and hatred on the internet is because people don't have accountability in a lot of cases because it, it, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, you're right. When, you're, when right. you're in, yeah. when you're in front of people that, you know, in, and you're the trying bravery to, level. Yeah. Down. Yeah. It goes bravery way down, goes especially down. when you're dealing with walking dead all around yeah. you. So, you know, um, that's true. But I thought that was cool. They find some MREs and whatnot. Um, and then Al wants to stay and and record it on her camera. Um, June asked that. Her, that is the first time that got on my nerves. Yeah. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if it got on my nerves, but it was kind of like, what? It reminds me of uh, having a, a, a girlfriend who liked to consider everything. Yep. And everything, everything had to stop. It's like when someone constantly has to record everything and take pictures of everything. Because it kind of get a, it's kind of gets annoying. You love it when they when when you're all home and they capture the moment, they put it in the collage and all that. Yeah. But when you're experiencing it firsthand, it's like enough already. I don't want to. Do... Plus, I, like there's a sense of foreboding with dread that I kept feeling right in the scene and it's like you want to sit here and take you know and record this stuff something's like we can all feel it in the air something is bad is coming something bad is really coming and you're like wanting to record this thing and it's like no let's just go let's just do what we're going to do let's just go let's get back to the others but you know and that's the yeah. first time I, I thought to myself this whole thing of her having to record everything, it really, this is when it gets annoying to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it, like, when she wants to interview somebody or something like that, but a picture of the box, I mean, doesn't she have any still cameras? Just take a picture of it. I mean, what? Anything new is like she has yeah. that, and I, and I wonder if that, they will continue to deal with that, like, you know, situations that they, future situations when they have to deal with things. Yeah, her. It's almost like this. This is her crutch, right? On how to deal, how to how to yeah. cope with this yeah. life, right? And that everybody has them, and and and. But the thing is, they can they can. It could be something to make you strong, but it could also be a detriment and a weakness that can be used against you. Right. Meaning, you know, like you don't leave in time, and the storm comes, or if if it was an ambush, you know, it could have been an ambush for all they do. Right. And she would have been caught out there. Yeah. So, and during that scene, June asks uh, her about, asks um, Al about John's interviews, uh, you know, what what things he may have said and things like that. And mm -hmm. Al says she only knows about Laura and Naomi. She doesn't know anything about June. Um, and I, I thought that was kind of a little bit of a, you know, stick the knife in and twist it some <laughs> well that was her rules right yeah go ahead Russ what are you gonna say 
No, I, I I really dug this scene and the fact that she's really concerned about that because I think it's starting yeah. to show. Yeah. And, and Al makes a good point of telling her, it's like, no, wait, you've been by his side every day since this happened for the past month, you Talk know, making him. sure, you know, he's okay and he's getting better. And that's that's June. That's not Laura. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making her realize that her fear of of John, you know, being, you know, be, her, her fear is, well, John's not going to love me. He loves her and I'm not right. her. Right. And and Al saying no, yes you are. Like you are that you are that person. You know, you may have hid things and kept things, but at, at your core, you're still that person. So I I, I thought that was a really good exchange. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, while that's going on, Morgan tells Alicia how Rick was right about him needing people. Um, and then suddenly a walker appears with a help note nailed to its face, and Alicia kills it. Um, urging Morgan that they need to hurry. Um, I'm wondering if that's how, when we find out later that the person that's been doing these notes has turned into a walker. I wonder if that's how it happened. I mean, nailing notes to walkers' faces is very dangerous and get, possibly getting bitten. <laughs> I think he was already bit, and I think that was yeah. the whole point. Oh, he, okay. he may not realize that there's no cure for it and just be like, hey, I'm starting to feel bad. Like I need help, oh, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't and, think and that, then it yeah. just started getting worse and worse and worse. And then it's like, hey, I'm really in dire straits here. Uh, I need somebody to help me. Okay, yeah, I didn't think of it from that angle. That's probably, yeah, because we probably can't. Right. You can't assume everybody has the information of how this thing, true, you know, how bites happen. He might not have experienced the bite. Within he not, might not have seen anyone else get this bite and and how they dealt with it. So then uh, back at the bus, we have uh, John and Charlie, and John makes uh, a handmade game of Scrabble for him and Charlie to kind of try to help her get out of her shell. Um, uh, He recalls how he didn't used to talk either due to a bad thing he did, um, but it all changed when he found someone to talk to, um, which he was referring to the Laura situation there and then right. and the bad thing wasn't it didn't he shoot a kid or something on accident or something like that when he was a police officer something like that but anyway. uh there was some, a shooting I, I, yeah. he I, no he I, had to, there was the guy that robbed the wasn't it the guy that robbed the liquor store he had to yeah shoot. he had oh to yeah okay yeah. yeah it wasn't even a bad i don't think it was a bad shoot it was just that no it was a clean shoot, shoot anyway. it really bugged him yeah he didn't he didn't want to shoot anyone that was his thing. So, um, he he briefly leaves to kill a walker that's coming up on the bridge, and um, while he's dealing with killing this walker, uh, Charlie uses that opportunity to escape. So, um, very interesting, you know, what's going on through her head. You know, that's why I wish she would have... I understood them having her be silent and dealing with it, but I wish they would have eventually had her talk a little bit more in some of these scenes so that we had a better idea of where her head is at. Because we're all under the assumption of where her head is at because of the way the other characters are reacting to her, but even they don't know what's going through her mind. So, you know, I would have liked a little more dialogue in in that case. But um, I'm assuming we're going to get it next episode with Luciana and whatnot. So, um, so then, uh, later, um, John visits strand at the mansion to ask for help in finding Charlie. Um, 
while Morgan and Alicia arrive at the construction site. So that's what it was, a construction site, and find another note. Um, they cautiously investigate inside one of the farms where they find a dozen or so walkers outside of a room. Morgan leads the walkers outside so Alicia can dump logs from a crane on them. Great zombie kill of the week right there. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, and then she rushes inside to help the person that uh, is in need. Um, but that's when she discovers that he's turned. Um, she lunges at him at the walker in disbelief and then Morgan kills it. Uh, he's tell He tells her that this person's likely been that way for days and there's nothing she could have done. Um, but I don't think that that really helped Alicia much at all. Cause then she yeah, says her she mom would have saved him. Well, yeah, she's saying my mom would have saved him. You know, Morgan tells her that strand and Luciana, him, all these people need her. Um, and then, uh, she claps back at Morgan. Well, you could be there for them too. You know, you're leaving. So right. yeah, I like I like how she put it back on him. It's like, hey, yeah. you're a big talker, you know, and you think I need to go because I have somewhere to be or I, that I could be around other people and everything. And it's like maybe we don't need to go to them. Maybe you need to stay here and help us be right. like they are in Alexandria. So I thought that was a again. I I like the personal interaction stuff in this episode a yeah. lot. I mean, it was. Um, it was it was really well done. I think the writing was was solid and and um, I, I also thought the direction was pretty good in this episode. Like the way it opened, um, you know, with them with the you know the the tornado scene and then them killing kind of killing the walkers and you couldn't really see who was doing what. I don't I don't know. Just I I I, uh, I thought this was just like a, from a technical perspective uh, a very well done episode. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, it does. So I almost that, felt like it would have been a two-hour. It could have been a two-parter. Yeah, almost. yeah. I think if this if this was one of those ninety-minute ones, I think this would have been okay. I think mm -hmm. it's yeah. it's funny sometimes they they stretch episodes that are ninety minutes for like, nothing for nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one it, was it a little extended, but I think it was only like by ten minutes, or maybe not even that long. And then elsewhere, June laments to Al. Um, this is what you were talking about, Russ. She's not the Laura John fell in love with. She explained, you know, that that was a different scared version of her. And she's afraid if she returns to the cabin with him, he'll realize she's not who he thinks. Um, and of course, like you had said, Russ, Al doesn't buy it, reminds her that it's much different and or not that different. And, um, you know, he he needs you. You've been there for him since he got wounded, nursed him back mm -hmm. to health, all of these things like you were talking about. So um, and then they decide to head back to the truck. Um, yeah, it's almost like she thinks he needs to save her again. Yeah, and that's yeah. the only reason why he loves her, and and he, it's just scared she's gonna leave again. Yeah, and they're not saying anything to each other. They're not saying the things that they need to say to each other. It's almost it's like they're too scared to to say what they need to say to each other. Yep. So um, then the hurricane we saw at the beginning of the episode um, hits and John and Strand are driving around looking for Charlie. Um, Strand chugs a bottle of wine while John lays out his plan to bring everyone to his cabin. Uh, I think, you know, there are many Strand moments that I just love, but I think that him with this mansion and this wine is 
by far my favorite, <laughs> just the way he is. Oh, yeah. It's, it, oh, yeah. it's like, if there were ever the the quintessential strand, that's the version of him right there. <laughs> um, so uh, then Alicia heads off on her own while Luciana actually finds Charlie sneaking around in the mansion. Um, scared, she, you know, Charlie sprints out into the storm and then uh, Luciana runs after her, which I wasn't expecting. I, I really thought she would just let her go and, and, and that was it, but she changed her mind and grabbed a jacket and ran out there after her. Well, I remember she was a child, like she did care for a bunch of people. Like it's, yeah. it's a reflective thing. I think it's a, a reflex for her to to do it. Not, I don't even think she realized she was going to do it. Well, and Charlie left did. that book that she had given her, you know, so it was kind of right. putting it into perspective for her, I guess. But she was a kid. I mean, I could see, I could feel why Luciana feels so lost because she was not only was she a protector, you know, like way back when, right? When she was, uh, she did security, but she also was pretty much the caregiver for, for a lot of people and they're all dead. Yeah. You know, like she didn't just lose just Nick. I, I, like they're sad about losing Nick. She lost everybody. Well, and, and take it back to where, where Nick first met her, right? Like, she lost yeah. that whole community of That's people, I mean. her mentor. Yeah. Right. She lost um, all of them. Like, she she was taking care of, what, there were at least, like, what, 40 people or so? Well, at least. Quite a few. At least, right? And and a lot of them children. And, and, you know, like, she basically was, they were a community. And it was all, like, whittled away you know, a few people at a time. You know, they lost some during that shootout when they thought they were going to the to the promised land and then they were scooped up and some were murdered, you know, while they went through, uh, I don't even know what you call it, uh, uh, that place, but they, you know, murdered some more and then others were killed and then, you know, that's it. And then on last person she really, really connected to was, was Nick. And he's dead. Yeah. So it's like, I, I really understand how um, she feels so bad and so lost and not knowing what to do. Yeah. Uh, and you got this kid. I mean, she would, it's almost like I, I don't know if I had to choose, I wouldn't. This kid would not be the kid that I'd right, wanna yeah. <laughs> be the caregiver of the one that murdered my, my, uh, my last boyfriend. But she probably still has that need to, to take care of people. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it, 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 the switch went off without her really thinking about it. And she's found herself trying to help this girl, this little girl. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the episode, uh, we see Al and June get stuck in the truck by the, uh, the zombie NATO, and it's getting just pelted left and right from the walkers, yeah. <laughs> getting thrown through the wind. And that, that you know, you think about things when you read Walking Dead or watch Walking Dead or zombie apocalypse stuff. You know, how are people dealing with things in the world? But we don't think about specific things. It never once has ever crossed my mind zombies in a hurricane or a tornado or anything right. like and, that. And what makes it so dangerous is unlike a shark who should be dead by the time they land on you at a tornado, a zombie wouldn't be dead in a tornado, right? It's light enough that it would be, you know, taken up in the 
in the tornado and it'd be thrown all over the place but only if a piece of debris part, in the tornado hit it squarely in the head and smashed it right so you know so it like a storm is the most dangerous thing right yeah. for you to be in because it's not just the storm you're worrying about with the force of nature but it's now the the the, the walkers are part of nature now right the new world right, right? They are the force of nature, so you have to worry about those things being thrown at you. Um, and then they'll get up, and if they, you know, no matter what happens to them, if they're still alive, they will crawl at you. They will, you know, mm-hmm. try to walk anyway or whatever. So, oh, you it, see it that in the first episode of the parent dangerous. show with the bicycle walker, walker girl. You know, yeah, it makes everything so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that was our our return to Fear the Walking Dead um, episode mid season opener. Um, before we get into discussing our Toby ratings, let's go ahead and hear a word about our sponsor. Russ, you want to tell them? Sure. Our sponsor for this podcast is DCBService.com, Discount Comic Book Service, and their sister site, InStockTrades.com. Um, I will relay a little story to you all that I've relayed in the past, but recently I made a purchase through Amazon because it was I didn't uh, pre-order it through Discount Comic Book Service, and it was the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia, and the book came from Amazon, and it was all jacked up. And Ooh. this is a family-friendly podcast, so I won't say what I really said when the, the book came in. Um, right. I was very uh, unpleasant. Uh, as you all know, I like large oversized books and i'm a very finicky about the condition russ likes uh, big books and he cannot lie that's right um so of course i had to send it back and get another one and you know that one came and it was fine but uh it really again underscores when you deal with dcb service when you deal with in stock trades um and they put that really tight foam packing in there um, and they wrap everything up, mm-hmm. and you get your, your books, especially trades, hardcovers, things like that. They come in, and they're just uh, in such great shape. It just it just makes me happy every time I, I get something from them because I know I'm not going to have to worry. Like, I'm not going to have to roll the dice when I open that box up to see if right. uh, if what's in there is going to be in good shape or not. Right. Uh, I just and, got and my then, monthly shipment today. I haven't even opened it yet. It's sitting over I, here all packaged. <laughs> and honestly, the discounts are typically better than what you would get at Amazon. Oh, so not only yes, do you, you get better quality, but you get better price, too. Um, and especially with in-stock trades, uh, if you order $50 or more, there's free shipping. So, again, uh, to compete with the Amazons. Uh, and ordering $50 gets you a whole ton of stuff, and it's not easy to do. When you start seeing all the stuff that's at great prices, it's easy to just kind of fill your cart up and... It, the total may go to over $50, but you look at how many books you're getting, and yep. it's just like, wow. Um, so definitely check them out. Um, and again, uh, we have a couple more weeks as you're listening to this podcast for the August orders. Uh, so you have plenty of time to get those August orders in for dcbservice.com uh, for the monthly comics. Uh, great deals, great prices, uh, anywhere from 25 to 40 to 50% off of monthly comics, trades, uh, and hardcovers. Plenty of Walking Dead stuff. Uh, on both sites, and uh, we appreciate their support of this podcast uh, since the beginning. Uh, that's again, Discount Comic Book Service. They've been a great uh, friend of the show, and uh, we hope that you all uh, honor them uh, with your business. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Russ, and thank you for the reminder because I haven't done my August order yet. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need got to some do time. That, so, um, all right, well, let's go ahead and jump into our Tobies and our summation of what we think of this episode. Um, we'll start with you, Daryl. Um, I didn't. I mean, it was a few technical things like the the scene with Lucia uh, and, and Strand. Um, but other than that, I really didn't have any issues with it. So I, I don't want to, I can't go five out of five just yet because it wasn't anything amazing that happened. But it was a, it was a solid episode. So I'd go four out of five. Um, but like I said, we we talked about why we, you know, what the things we enjoyed already about it, and it's it, so far it's a good, not a disappointing uh, episode to come back from, even though it was a. It was more of a quieter episode, um, you know, on their return. But uh, it was a, a quiet but really good one and a character-building one as well. Right. So how many Tobys? I said four. Oh, four okay. Four to five. Russ? Four to five. I will also give it four. I, I, I like this. Again, I thought the quiet moments were really well done. I think from a technical perspective, I thought it was well-directed. Uh, you know, the, the, the criticisms I had were minor quibbles, uh, to be honest with you, but I, I thought this was a good, solid start. I'm, I'm, again, I continue to be impressed with this show much more so than I think what, you know, we've talked about the main show. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how the, you know, what the rest of the season holds for us. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to give it 3.75, but you guys have peer pressured me into a four out of five, uh, because I mean, it was it was a solid episode. There, there, there just wasn't anything that was like, you know, like super shocking or dramatic or anything like we've come to expect with you know season and mid season premieres. But in a way, that was kind of okay because like we were talking about earlier with this is them, you know, riding the ship after having to make a bunch of emergency maneuvers, if you will, um, you know, and it's letting the pieces fall back back into place it's you know getting the characters talking more to each other the ones that don't know each other as much so um i think it's it's it was not just a mid-season premiere but it was a wrap-up of the first half of the season and uh with you know and i think that this is just a good start for this second half so yeah i'll give it four toby's out of five all right and before we wrap up our Tobies. Um, we are now joined by the one, the only, the great Jim Dietz. You know what? Forget this. I'm going back to Alexandria. <laughs> I'm going to tell Rick, Ricky was right, man. I'm going back to Ferry. I'm going to Alexandria right now. You coming with? You? Anybody? Yeah. Came over, man. Yeah. <laughs> so go. just, to, with? just to catch you up, Jim, all three of us gave it a four um for toby's so what were your general thoughts about the episode and how would you rate it with your toby's i thought it was a really good episode i liked the introduction of the weather especially in that part of the world in texas people forget like hurricanes are kind of a constant you know i mean i i know i lived in east texas when i was a kid for like three years and we sat through two of them so it was cool to see that kind of environmental stuff added to the show um I know we've seen Morgan kind of losing himself, but nobody plays that as well as Lonnie James, and I really enjoyed no. that. Part. Yeah. And I, and I almost think Al might go with him, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, think of all the stories she could collect, you know what I mean? But um, 
I mean, Lenny James is doing some of the best work he's done in the series right here. I really appreciated that about it. I liked uh, I liked Strand in in the uh, mansion, working his way through the uh, the wine cellar and um, <laughs> Luciana blasting uh, old vinyl. That was pretty sweet. Um, so I, I I did like this episode, and then the whole stuff with uh, with uh, John and June, too, um, was was pretty good. You know, him making his own Scrabble board and stuff. I thought was pretty badass. So. I give this one a four as well. It would be so weird, and I, I don't I don't know if you guys touched on this or not. You probably did because you're pretty smart dudes. What if like they took two or three seasons to get to Alexandria, and just when, or not two or three seasons, but like they took like maybe a season to get there, and just when like Rick and Lauren Cohen and all them are leaving the show, boom, here comes Morgan and his buddies from uh, Fear, you know. Well, we didn't. I think that'd be. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, yeah, didn't, we didn't get that. We no. we talked crossover. Like I can see them crossing over eventually. Yeah. Uh, to the other show, but we didn't get into specifics. But yeah, yeah that it might be, be a uh, cool way to fill that gap. That you know, I mean, here you, and they're not just brand new characters. So a lot of people, a lot of people watch. Right. Right. So I don't know. It's yeah, but in a way, I I kind of don't want them to go back there, and I kind of don't think they are. I think this was just a plot device to basically. Yeah get him reflecting on well maybe i should stay and help these people i don't know but yeah, i think it's something we could keep in the back in his back pocket you know see yeah. what happens I, I don't think it was put in there you know just as a throw-off line i think because they're cool together cool. though like the grit the rick and 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 morgan are just um mm-hmm. it's just something really cool about them being together when they're when they're together like they have that kind of shorthand with each other um, well, I think the, the him pairing him up with Alicia was a good idea too. Yeah, yeah. So they're both kind of both on the fringes of the of of their sanity in different ways. Right, right. I right. thought that worked well together. You know, sometimes when the uh, when the parent shows like done the same when they kind of pair off or triple off the um, you know the cast or whatever, it seems like they're just like okay, time to check in with him. Okay, time to check in with him. Right. But I like, but I like the way this flowed. This was good writing, and I enjoyed it. So I give it a four out of five for sure. It's a good return. Cool. So uh, from all of us, it's a four across the board. But who cares what we think? We have a Facebook group. That's well, you did. Active. You just asked. Oh well, sorry. Who besides me cares what we think? Um, Let's uh, see what our our listeners left uh, for their Toby ratings on our Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, you should. And right now, I'm sure that the golden voice of Jim Dietz is going to tell you the same thing. So, Jim? That's kind of why I'm here. (laughs) I'm glad I made it in time. Yeah, we always invite your Toby, and uh, when the main show comes on, your Buster ratings, as you know, if you've been listening for a while. And uh, I get, you get to have uh, your review read live on the podcast as, as your lovely parting gift. But first, you have to join the uh, Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group. Um, so you're a member there, and then you can drop whatever uh, science you would like to on this week's episode. Uh, we start out with Johnny Stower. Um, five magic appearing strand wine, wine bottles out of five. This episode was fire. I love when they bounce around the story ground-wise. Uh, John and June, June patching up John's rib wound like he did for her was a good callback, in my opinion. Team JJ Strand magically producing that bottle of wine. Great. This is a way better show than Walking Dead, at least at the moment. I'm glad to have it back. and glad to have the group is together. Together. Time to, time to bring on the storm and the crappy CGI they didn't think through. Also, please watch the first three minutes of Talking Dead. Interesting. 
Yeah. Did anybody, just, did anybody see that? Yeah. We, yeah, and we we decided we're gonna conquer that Talk topic next week. Yeah. Uh, we had enough yeah. heady topics okay. this week. Yeah, there's uh, a lot. Of, there's that's that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. So yes. yes. I'm sure we'll we'll be no more next week the way it's been unfolding. Yes. Uh, Brent Jones wrote in 3.75. Obviously, fake flying walkers out of five. <laughs> Enjoyed it for the most part, except I'm not in a hurry to watch another version of Morgan losing himself. Been there, done that, and the show is interesting enough without it. Looking forward to the storm. Something we really haven't seen play out. I'm guessing they don't actually leave for Alexandria till the finale. Uh, Dre Irvin chimed in back. I honestly think Morgan realized in this episode he's found himself and he has people. I'm hoping this will mean he stays in Texas instead of dragging everyone to Virginia. So, could go either way on that. Andrea Irvin herself I wrote in with a review. Five homemade Scrabble boards out of five. It's like I've got nothing to say, yet so much to say all at the same time. However, I'll just say that I absolutely love the season 4B return and look forward to the episodes to come. I also think we can all agree that you guys rock and we super appreciate the effort you all put forth in this podcast. Yesterday is yesterday, but today is today. Yeah, this is something I, I alluded to in my you know, pre-recorded statement there with Aaron. You know, we have some of the best listeners uh, to our network. We really do. We have some of the best fans out there, and I really appreciate all the support and love. Uh, it's very, very kind. Uh, speaking of which, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, the marathon man himself. Uh, four, it's not raining cats and dogs, but walkers out of five. Nice solid start to the back half of season four. With Morgan hoping to head back to Alexandra, does this mean we'll see a smiling Lenny James this time on The Talking Dead? <laughs> Anything, anything's possible, I guess. Um, let's see. Oh, Yukiyoshi Sawada. Nandeska. Uh, three infection groups out of five. One, so everyone is separated. This is not a group, more like three enclaves in walking distance. Two, Victor is retired from scrounging to survive, eh? Cool, didn't know you could retire from the apocalypse. Old man Rick will be thrilled. Three, I get it. Alicia needs to have a purpose now. She needs to keep busy and not just think of loss. Four, Charlie, where is your weapon, young lady? Five, so Luciana has shut herself off from the world. Sucks that the guidance counselor died when these people really need her the most. <laughs> Too soon? Uh, six, L being focused on getting more stories will get her killed. Also saying they'll be fine or nothing will happen in the apocalypse is never good to say. Totally true there. Uh, seven, wonder if Charlie doesn't want to use a gun because the last time she used it, she killed Nick. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, eight, Aaron runs into Rick's office. Aaron, Rick, Morgan is back. Rick, Morgan was gone? <laughs> I, I lost me there. Sorry. Uh, but seriously, when, oh, 11. Seriously, when Morgan finally comes back to tell Rick he was right, he'll be hurt to learn to, that Rick is already gone. Uh, 10, there's a storm coming, Dory, and we all best be ready when it hits. 11, for your information, according to the Walking Dead timeline, it's been one month since no one's gone. Come by. Kampai. Uh, Robert Nigro came in with a 3.75. Holy crossovers, Batman out of five. The storm feels like a stunt that's not strictly necessary. Now Morgan is trying to bring fear people back with him to parent show people. Jeez, I guess I've been, been bamboozled into watching fear all along. Say it ain't so. And finally, Tammy Heisley wrote in. Uh, Tammy Heisley wrote in with, I finally got to watch the episode and I really enjoyed it. Felt like a whole new show to me and I'm really curious to see where they go from here. Four Tobies. And like I said, if you would like to uh, chime in. And also, not only do we have that in the Fear of the Walking Dead uh, group, we have news, we have gifts, we have, uh, we're about to, I know that Aaron and I are talking about doing reviews of the new Walking Dead uh, Telltale video game that just dropped this week, because um, we're both playing it right now. 
there's a lot of stuff there. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, right around Halloween, there's going to be a giant um, uh, zombies in Pittsburgh uh, display at the uh, the Carnegie Museum. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. But all these things are available on the Facebook group. Check it out. It's uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast on the Facebook. Thanks. All right. So um... did you already talk from our sponsor too? Yep. Yep. We did. Okay, awesome sauce. Yep. Um, so with that, let's uh, go ahead and end the episode. Um, where can our loyal listeners find you? Let's start with you, Jim. Uh, right now I'm doing a two live, uh, live play D&D podcast on oldmagicgaming.com. Uh, one is uh, The Great Old Ones, another is called Crown of Queens, and you can find those there at that website. They basically will play a game of D&D, then we'll go back later and add uh, background music and sound effects and voice modulation, special effects, all kinds of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of like more theater of the mind or an old radio play than, you know, listen to a game. Uh, also, Nothing's On over on the Dear, on the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Each and every week, uh, Donnie and Daryl and I uh, talk about the best in movies, television, and everything in between. And we're coming up on episode 300. You know, like, what, two more episodes till 300, Daryl? Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know. We still don't know what we're doing after 300 no. episodes. No clue. No clue whatsoever. But uh, we we have a that's always a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, so do so there. Uh, you can hear Donnie's on the last last episode. You can tell John. You can hear Donnie's joke about his hernia. That was pretty good. That's true. And we got a Meg. <laughs> we got a the Meg episode. Oh yeah, that's right. We're the gonna, Meg. We're doing we're a special cover spoiler episode Meg. on the Meg. Mm-hmm. I found myself saying that in the movie theater. Great the Meg. Film. We all saw it, so uh, we're gonna be this, this weekend. We'll be dropping that uh, spoiler cast, and uh, the DCTV All Star Comics podcast too. Uh, Rich is uh, taking over the reins there, and uh, I think it's become like more of a monthly thing, right, Rich? Yeah, Rich? we might get a little more often than that. You know, once all the TV shows and whatnot start up, but yeah, um, right. we're covering more than just TV now. We're covering all things DC. Yeah, Rich built a little newsroom in his apartment, and you know, he has cutouts of like uh, reporters and millennials, you know, writing things down. He has this whole setup there. Yeah. So oh, it's it's crazy. So it's, it's like the DC Watchtower, but built in his apartment. <laughs> pretty much. So it's pretty exciting. So, all right, and uh, Russ, uh, just hhwlod.com for it's all connected, as well as this podcast, and then. Uh, over on Daryl's network, we do Gotham by Geeks, which is a lot of fun. Okay, um, Daryl. Uh, yeah, you can go to uh, Taylor Network of Podcasts, uh, or just look up Taylor Network on the iTunes or Stitcher, or uh, just look on the website as well, and on Google Play, and you can pretty much listen to all the podcasts that are on the network. Uh, and also the ones that are mentioned by Jim and, and Russ because they're on them, uh, like Nothing's On and and, uh, and Gotham by Geeks, as well as a whole bunch of others. Cool. And uh, like Jim said, I'm the DC All-Stars Comics podcast. Um, this podcast, um, uh, I think we're going to rotate hosting duties for a while, so... Um, we're still figuring that out. Um, but then you can also find me at all the socials at chubtoad01. So, um, and with that, until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, don't trust the kid with a gun. 
your weather girl. Uh -huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen.